A lot of news going on in the community. Let's get into it. Hillsborough became the latest Orange County municipality to swear in a new mayor on Monday night as its board of commissioners held its official organizational meeting following the local election cycle in November. The event served as a farewell to Mayor Jen Weaver, who served two terms and was the first woman in Hillsborough's history to hold the position. It also saw the welcoming of new commissioner and a celebration of a new mayor. 97.9 The Hills' Brighton McConnell has more. Megan Darrup is the lone newcomer to the Hillsborough Board of Commissioners, earning election to a seat left open once Mark Bell ran and was elected for mayor. Darrup chose to be sworn in by the outgoing mayor, Jen Weaver, and thanked her, as well as her new colleagues, for their examples of service to the community. Darrup said of the electorate, The supporters and residents of Hillsborough, uh, thank you so much for your votes and your confidence and your trust that you've given to me. I really hope to make you all proud. Commissioner Evelyn Lloyd represented the other extreme of service to Hillsborough as she was sworn in for her ninth term. On Monday, Lloyd shared some of the projects she's most proud of in the town where she has lived her whole life and said she hopes her experience can continue to help her colleagues. I can't say enough about Hillsborough. I have enjoyed being on the board and I hope that I have given some service to the board. I have tried Bell, meanwhile, will move into the mayor's chair after first joining the Board of Commissioners in 2015. Despite his race this fall ultimately being unopposed, Bell thanked the Hillsborough community for their support and engagement during the elections, saying it will push him during his two-year term. The questions that people ask us during the election cycle, that's what informs us about what is really important to you and how we should prioritize those things. Thank you for being involved and engaged in that process. Bell was also complimentary of Weaver, who he chose to swear him in as mayor. Weaver chose not to run for a third term after serving since 2019, and Bell pointed out that on top of typical town decisions Weaver had to consider during her tenure, she was thrust into the public health realm and had to coordinate with the other mayors throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Commissioner Matt Hughes, who was re-elected to the town board for his second full term, also thanked Weaver for her grace in the mayoral seat. He recalled her voting him onto the board in 2018, but also pointed to Weaver's, quote, fearless dedication to serving all people as being a shining example to others. You don't care where someone's from or who they are or who they love or any of those things, but instead have really been committed to representing all the people of our town in an authentic and real way and always, at the end of the day, standing true to who you are. And there's not a lot of folks who do that in elected office. To honor the outgoing mayor, Bell and town manager Eric Peterson presented Weaver with a framed key to the town. It came after Weaver opened the meeting by thanking those in attendance, the broader Hillsborough community, and her colleagues. She said she believes she's accomplished her initial goals when running to become a commissioner 10 years ago, with Hillsborough now operating as a more equitable and environmentally conscious place. She listed actions like building the Riverwalk, passing a non-discrimination ordinance, removing Confederate memorial signage, and, most recently, adopting the town's comprehensive sustainability plan as some examples. Weaver also cited that plan as a framework to guide Hillsborough's new leaders toward achieving both climate-conscious and equitable outcomes. And that is why I feel so at peace with my decision to step away from elected office. I have full confidence that I am leaving Hillsborough in the hands of a new iteration of the town board 
with a new mayor in Mark Bell, who will carry our community forward with competence, thoughtfulness, and a commitment to the vision and path of the Comprehensive Sustainability Plan. To see photos from Monday's swearing-in ceremony for the town of Hillsborough, visit chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton, to Chapel Hill now, where Mayor Pam Hemminger recently visited Raising Canes while on a downtown tour. She partially wanted to see what all the fuss is about, but she was also thinking about how important it is for the downtown to be vibrant and full of open stores. She discussed some incentives for shopping downtown during the holiday season when she spoke with 97.9 The Hill last week. We were doing a walking tour downtown and looking at different things, and I said, I need to go into Raising Cane's, and the line is short, so I'll go on in. It looks great. The people were friendly. The food's fun. There was still a light inside. Um, it's exciting to get some vibrancy back there in the corner and that people are excited. I, I like their sign. I think it's kind of both new and sort of retro, so I think it fits well there on the corner as well. And we're trying so hard to, to make downtown that vibrant place people want to come be. Um, an experience, and our businesses need um, more people to come, and we have free parking on Saturdays and Sundays in December, so I encourage people to come down and shop local and check out all the places downtown. It's really a lot of fun. Um, we just finished painting Varsity Alley as well. The the puzzle mural that people I know loved was starting to really peel, and we wanted to, to make it look better and brighter as we're cleaning up that transition area from people who will park in our new parking garage and be able to walk across to Franklin Street. Um, and so we're trying to really look out for, we've put more planters out this last week too. Um, we're just really trying to make that downtown experience, the, like I said, vibrant and the place people want to be. Chapel Hill Mayor Pam Hemminger speaking there. You can find the full conversation in the News on the Hill section of chapelboro.com. Over to Carborough now, where police are looking for help identifying two suspects accused of credit card fraud. Happened at the Clean Machine Bicycle Shop on West Main Street back in September. The police now have released surveillance photos of the two men. Two men left the scene in a black Nissan Sentra. You can find pictures of them at chapelboro.com. If you have any relevant information, please contact Carborough Police. Also in Carborough, today is being officially recognized by the town as Braxton Fushi's Day of Service. Braxton Fushi's been a community leader in Carborough for over 50 years and was Carborough's first black elected official back in 1969. Town officials encourage residents to learn about local black history and perform an act of public service today. To Orange County government now, where the commissioners last night approved five projects to receive over $400,000 in funding from the county's share of the national opioid lawsuit settlements. Board approved a little over $100,000 for the creation of a harm reduction coordinator and about $240,000 for the Orange County Emergency Services to create a post-overdose response team. And then three local organizations got $20,000 each. Those organizations were the Reintegration Support Network, Grow Your World, and Transition Support and Recovery Collaborative. Time now to talk sports. We'll start the sports conversation by thinking about the men's basketball team. Been off for a while, but we're getting closer and closer to game day. Tar Heels will take the court against the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday. It's going to be their first game action in 11 days. This comes after the team had played six games in 14 days previously. Here's what head coach Hubert Davis has to say about his team's extended break and what benefits that break has. And I'm really glad that this this break came 
uh, for a number of reasons. One, it, it gave us a chance to catch our breath. You talked about how busy we were in yeah. terms of traveling and playing and then the opponents that we were playing as well. Um, it gave us concentrated, our players, concentrated time to finish out the semester the best way and the right way academically in terms of finals. And then it gave us a chance, and it is giving us a chance to be able to practice on us. You know, when you're preparing for six games in 14 days, you are practicing, but you're you're preparing for opponent as opposed to really practicing. And so over the last week, it will continue this uh, tomorrow and, and probably on Wednesday. Is It's stuff that we want to improve on on both ends of the floor, like our rebounding, our defense, execution on the offensive end, and then, and then think about you know, how we're going to attack Kentucky on Saturday in Atlanta. Head coach Hubert Davis speaking there for the UNC men's basketball team. Game on Saturday is set to tip off at 5.30 p.m. on 97.9 The Hill. Our coverage begins at 4 o'clock with countdown to tip off with Brighton McConnell. Some pretty big legal news out of the uh, sports world now. A federal judge has issued a temporary 14-day restraining order on the NCAA's transfer waiver rule. It's the latest development in a lawsuit led by a group of seven state attorneys general. That includes our own Josh Stein. Under the restraining order, college athletes who were denied the opportunity to play immediately after a second transfer, a la Tez Walker, can now return to competition immediately, at least for two weeks. U.S. District Judge John Preston Bailey issued the restraining order. He says a hearing scheduled for December 27th. So we'll see how that plays out in the coming days, and uh, we'll try to make some more sense about what this means long-term as well. Meanwhile, looking at UNC Wrestling, now they've added a transfer from Stanford. Tyler Eschens will be joining the team, and uh, he was pretty successful in the Pac-12. Last year, he won the Pac-12 championship in his weight class. Also looking at the wrestling team, they're 5-2 so far this year. Their next match will be against Morgan State on Saturday.